Is this thing on? Just coming right in hot today. That's right. right. How's it going? Good. I just realized my uh, microphone was turned the wrong way. There you go. Wow, oh, man, you think I'm the I'm the, I'm a newbie. I don't know what uh, where to put my microphone anyway. I was not impressed with my uh, voice on the last podcast. Were you not? No. So I'm gonna move this mic right in front of my face. But we were, we were all impressed, which is the important part. Well, some weren't. <laughs> so today oh, I've boy. got a nice tall cup of hot water. Water. Like water. That really? I just spilled on my MacBook. <laughs> I me. saw that. Let me turn. Why are you, <laughs> oh, that's not the view drinking, you needed. Why are you drinking hot water? Let's see, well, if the computer goes out. You know why. That would be great. That would be the, the final cap on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, just couldn't man. take it no more. He dumped hot water all over yeah. his laptop, depressed at the poor views from the last podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doug and I, are we're so fickle. We, we get less views and we're both thinking, hmm, maybe we should do, you know, maybe we're boring, you know, trying to reevaluate everything. It's like, come on. Well, to be fair, it's like half that's true half, half the views that's so, true maybe people hey, are bu- they're busy hey I'm, I'm not gonna make i'm not gonna make nobody listen to me <clears throat> if you don't want to listen to me then uh i'll stop talking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what i mean so so temperamental um right. so things to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in your world oh Boy, neither of us with coffee today. Doug's uh, just took a swig of Verner's or something like that. Oh, no, it'd be Canada Dry. Bite your, right? bite your tongue, Canada you, Dry. Canadian. Basically, I've been just uh, doing... Oh, well, okay, so I'm going to talk about it. I haven't asked if I'm allowed to talk about it. And I can't imagine that they're going to be upset with me. I tried to call the lady today. She was busy, but she doesn't know this exists. She doesn't listen to it. And no one that's involved with them is going to listen to it. So uh, some insider information that doesn't really matter. But I was contacted by some recruiting folks from Food Network for a show. And they wanted to know if I would be interested in doing uh, pumpkin carving. And so I said, oh, and they said, well, we have hired carvers before to do this and they've never carved pumpkins, but we gave them pumpkins to carve and they won the whole the competition, the whole pumpkin carving competition. So, you know, if you can carve, you know, five pumpkins for us in the next two or three days, um, we would, um, we would send those into the producers along with an interview that we do of you. So, you know, dress nice, show up uh, on Monday, you know, be prepared to talk about yourself and explain why you're the best candidate for the show. And so we, we did the interview uh, what, yesterday and, um, you know, very nervous. I was very nervous and uh, which is funny because I wasn't even sure that, you know, I was going to do the show to begin with. And so I'm nervous for something that I'm not entirely even convinced I'm going to do. Uh, and yeah, so today and yesterday I was, we've been carving pumpkins, which there's nothing more annoying than carving a pumpkin and watching it wither. After hours of work, you're happy with the finished piece. Yeah, yeah I did. I can see I, that. Yeah, I did one of Einstein, 
And the ephemeral part of it is on, on one hand, when it's done, you know, this is going to go away. So it's kind of neat. It's like, well, this is, it, it, it's, it feels kind of like fleeting, but the, the annoying part is, you know, when it does wilt, you just are so upset. I don't know if pumpkin carvers relate to that, but uh, oh boy, I'm so angry. I mean, I carved two, two nice carvings that if they were done in wood or stone, I'd be able to charge, you know, you know, <laughs> you know between 500 and a thousand dollars uh for a piece and uh all that's just gonna rot within the next couple of days <laughs> so, uh it's uh yeah it is a strange thing it's it's fun that's a yeah. fun idea it's it's a kind of an, it's, tv's cool right right but the, like i've been back and forth on this too not for uh, not for carving mind you at all but like right. survival type stuff yeah, and uh, I I have a couple of buddies who are on the show. I got a couple of buddies who won a show. Oh and wow! A couple other other buddies that uh, just basically made appearances and uh, mm -hmm. left. But I don't see uh, a lot of uh, that. It helps a lot unless you win. Like you really have to win. Yep. But even then, <laughs> even if you win, it's a it's a flash in the pan. Right. Well, who, who, you know, my mom was going on about how this is the opportunity of a lifetime. And I'm like, and, and she's, you know, she, well, I'm, I'm also putting words in her mouth. She didn't say that, but she was insinuating like, why are you saying yes to this? You dummy. And my dad was doing the same thing. And my brother has done the same thing. But the reality is it doesn't really pay unless you win. Um, right. So you know, not to disparage Food Network, but I think they should probably pay you for doing this show. I know Discovery does. Right. So uh, like a living wage, at least. Hey, but also maybe I'm speaking out of my butt because they haven't said yes or no to begin with. And maybe I'll find out. So I'll, I'll you know, TB, you know, to be determined. Right. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. To... TBD. We'll see. But uh, good to anyway. Yeah, not allowed to talk about it anyway, I'm sure. So. I'm, I'm surprised that you found pumpkins this time of year. Yeah, well, I couldn't find them. I went to, what, five different grocery stores and no one had them. Walmart, Kroger, Meyer, uh, the like, and Oldie, whatever. And no one no one did. But my, uh, <laughs> my local uh, cider mill that's not more than five minutes south up the road, uh, sure enough, I called them and they said, well, we have some frozen ones if you want to, you know, we can discount them for you. And I said... So I texted a friend who's been on one of those shows, pumpkin carving shows. And he said, uh, you know what? That's, you know, it's, it's, it's probably not good, but you might as well try it. So <laughs> I was like, uh Oh, so I went down. Oh, and I, is that what you're carving frozen? That's why they're going so quickly. Oh, because you're right. That's, that's you're totally the, right. That's the beginning of the end for a pumpkin after the freezes. You're right. That's exactly right. Because you're right. Yeah. Because they're already starting to degrade, you know, the cell, the cell structure is pierced by the ice and then then when it yep. thaws it yeah. collapses so yeah ah yep. yeah right. anyway it's uh past uh it's almost december you're lucky to find any pumpkins well yeah and so i'm just carving them for these pictures to send to the producers so that's uh yeah that's that. I know Hall halloween we had a hard time already they were really? almost out of pumpkins all over at, at halloween yeah wow so otherwise just get little cooking pumpkins and right yeah so yeah. It, it is interesting though how the, the the entertainment frontier is kind of shifting to the internet 
now. And personally, I watch more YouTube than I do. I mean, if it, if it was, if they were compared on a graph, it would be a comical, like the amount of, you know, television that I've watched over the years has gone to zero. And then the amount of YouTube I've watched has just steadily increased. So on, on, on another note though, it's kind of fun to see how the, uh, the mainstream uh, movie uh, movie actors mm-hmm. are really like doing like Amazon and Netflix and right. streaming services. Like they're really right. uh, every, everything is changing. No, you're right. So, Before it was like kind of not a not an advantageous thing for a, an A list actor to be on like a streaming service, right? That was yeah. relegated to the B list and C list actors. But now it's yeah, like you say. Did I just say movie actors? I think it's yeah. movie actors. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Well, I just figured it was because you were old, and that's you know. Yeah, on the on the big screen. (laughs) (laughs) TV movie actor. Well, let's uh, let's unpack uh, tools that you use for carving pumpkins because Mm. this is fascinating to me because we can we can camp out here for a little while because we don't have much to talk about today anyway. And (laughs) I, uh, it's been. I don't know if it's a year and a half or two years ago. This is, I carved a sweet potato, that's put it in a, in a jar of vinegar. Wow, that's that how really well. It has, it's almost like, it's, yeah, it's identical to how I put it in there. Can you get closer but, to that? Uh, wow. That's unreal. I can't believe how yeah. well that held up. So, but uh, I just used my carving tools because, yep. but I also went, and looking for pumpkin tools and stuff at the time. Of course, again, always a good idea the day before. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But anyway, all the pumpkin carving tools were out. But to me, they look like very uh, similar to clay working tools. Is that fair? Yeah. And in talking to um, these guys, these pumpkin carvers, they take Kemper tools and they sharpen teeth into them. So Kemper tools are clay tools. They look like little ribbons or bands yep. of steel at the end of wooden handles, and they are sharpened. So you can take a, the smallest cutoff wheel from a or grinding wheel from a, on a Dremel and use that to cut the little teethy teeths. And that's what I'm doing. Hmm. So you're not using any real knives or anything. It's just all those tools, or are you mixing it up? Well, to yeah, to finish, you know, it's hard, you know. Uh, it's hard for me to learn new things. So I'm still returning to the V tool and the knife for the sharper things. Yeah. I'm using the V tool a lot actually, because, you know, I'm not going to sit there with a, with a Kemper tool and try and make sharp cuts. It's, it's just, they're rounded. So even the yeah. V ones are like soft beads. So to get the sharp stuff, I need to get my real deep, you know, 60 degree V in there and my, my knife for the sharper things. But I had this idea to carve, a flower, you know, if you take the stem of a pumpkin off, you bust it off and yep. make that the center of the flower. And then the the top part, you know, there's the, you know, the petals come off of that center that, that, yeah, uh, of course, stamen, yeah. stamen, whatever you call it, that that's what I've been doing today is finishing up that well, really just photographing that. Um, and uh, so I'm trying to get creative with it, but uh, yeah, the, these are the shorter squattier pumpkins. So there's more surface area on the top and the sides. So something fun you can do uh, around that time of year. Uh, well, uh, I probably didn't know you last year at this time, but mm-hmm. this year it seems to me you're, uh, you've done a lot of pumpkins. You did a commercial with pumpkins. Yeah. With the light inside the pumpkin. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. Well, it was fun. You know, as I'm carving it, I talked to a friend about it and he was like, you know, I'm, I'm like just starting into it. He's like, well, you're not doing the thing where the light goes on the inside and then it creates the shadow from the part that you didn't carve. Are you? And I said, yeah. He said, oh, that's, uh, that's really, really, really hard. And I said, okay, good. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to get the depth perfect or else it'll look blown out in one spot and then dark in another spot. So I'm thinking, oh, great. But it, it didn't end up being as bad as you said. I mean, you know, if you kind of get your hand, hollow it out and get your hand behind there, you can sort of see where you're at in terms of thickness. And, um, but yeah, so I just did a little logo for them and then some tree branches and some uh, bats and such, but it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's something else. <laughs> how, uh, how quick were you to wipe down your tools? You know, I found one of my V tools. I was disappointed in myself today. I found a V tool that yeah. was totally covered and got my floor, my seat, everything is covered in pumpkin guts right now. And I don't know what pumpkin carvers do. They, they probably just have to clean up right afterwards, but it's gross. It's sticky everywhere. Sticky. <laughs> but your V tool, my V tool is not rusted yet. I don't know how, but uh, I remember uh, that's one thing I did. It was, it was, I was amazed how fast that started to rust. Well, the, so, I think the only reason mine doesn't, because last time I tried carving a pumpkin with carving tools, it rusted right away. It was so dry in here that these shreds immediately turn into brittle, crisp, no humidity. Well, that's uh, very interesting. Yeah. Even up to anything else? Or are you just... Uh... Well, that and uh, I was working, you know, as I said, I've been kind of my head's been in the sauna again, just because it's gotten so dang cold. I don't, I don't know if this is, I'm sure it's the same for you. We're not that far apart, but winter came uh, all of a sudden, like, you know, it was 60 and then the next day it was 30 and didn't have any time to prepare for that mentally. So. Yeah. You know, it's coming. Yep. You know, you know, it's coming. Yeah. You're enjoying every day and all of a sudden here it is. Bang. Right. Yeah, it's uh, I'm defrosting my car every morning before I go to work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, we're into it. Yep. What I was going to ask you was, uh, with that, with your sauna, did you decide if you're going to go uh, sauna? The, by the way, sauna. That's the sauna. Sauna. Yeah. Sauna. <laughs> sauna. I've been saying it the wrong way too. Who says sauna? You know, oh, sa sauna. It's like S-O-U. You know who says it is people who know how to say it Ah, because they're Finnish. Little Scandinavians. Yeah. And you know, it's I've, my neighbor corrects me all the time. And so my neighbor drives by when I'm outside in the front yard doing some lawn work a few days ago. And uh, he says, uh, how's the, the sound going? And I'm like, good. And then another neighbor drives by who we don't ever talk to. His name is Mark. And he goes, hey, what you guys, what you guys doing over there? Points to my, to the sound. And I say, uh, I'm just building a sauna. He says, sauna. I'm like, oh my gosh. Paul looks at him. <laughs> yes. He's so excited. He's validated. And, uh, and Mark was like, well, I'm finished. And my neighbor Paul was like, well, me too. And they did a little party, you know, next to one in their trucks talking about being finished and stuff. So did you, uh, the question was the, uh, the heating element. Mm. You know what you're doing with that? You're doing like uh, just like the heat or the, the heat rocks, electric, wood. What, what well, when I, I, when I was in Sweden in 2019, I saw, I saw a sauna 
tub that was heated with wood. And I thought when I, I'm going to make one like that. But then when I got home, I started to look into it and I thought, no, the move is gas because it's cheaper. It's easier. It's a real oh, flame. Gas. Yep. And so, you know, and it's the cost effective. And then I'm like looking at gas stoves and they're, and they're not just like twice the cost. They're four and six times the cost of electric heaters. And so I can't, I mean, literally half the cost of the sauna would be the heater. So I started looking at electric and electric is affordable. And of course, you know, there's a lot, there's a pretty heavy draw and it's probably expensive to heat, but I picked up a, a 220 uh, sauna heater that's made by a Finnish company and uh, for used from somebody in Ann Arbor on uh, Amazon nice. or uh, sorry, marketplace. And uh, nice. yeah, the lady that I visited had a sauna next to her chicken coop sauna. in the back. Sorry. <laughs> right. No, the neighbor, Mark said that if you look it up Webster's dictionary, it's, it shows you how to pronounce it. And it's S O U N A is, is how they, how they say, you know, in parentheses. How, the, yeah. Well, how, we, we, we wreck everything anyway. So yeah. Well, especially Canadians, right? Uh, of course. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, so with, with the electric, then you're not, uh, you're not dumping water on rocks. It's just the heat. You can, yeah, no, you can. The the you you have to. It, it's made for that, apparently. Yeah, you have to. You know, the rocks go above in a little compartment. You can dump water over the okay compartment, yeah. but you can't go as crazy. Yeah. Well, I looked into it too, and uh, ideal, like to me, the ideal uh, is wood as well. Yeah. But the problem with the wood is now it's just become the event that you have to plan ahead and, and prep for. And I just don't think with the wood that you would use it as often as you would electric by flicking a switch right. and coming back in 20 minutes or whatever, yep. the, the, the wood would just be like a, such a, such a hassle to build up to temperature. So. Well, I'd never be able to convince my friends or girlfriend or anyone to come in there because it'd be like, you know, it'd be the middle of winter. And part of that would be, you want to come help me chop wood and get some kindling going and, yeah yeah they're like oh maybe you can do it <laughs> so then then you know the half hour preceding every sauna visit is uh that so yeah. but uh alec is holding up a uh pumpkin tool that you can easily see that he has taken some tool and just if he was trying to sharpen it i would be disgusted with him but since he's making teeth it looks okay i guess it's pretty bad, isn't it? You're right. <laughs> it's pretty rough. <laughs> it really is. I really didn't get too cautious about that. Uh, you can but, tell it was like pumpkin carving tools. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you were uh, getting the more uh, material together. Well, yeah. You know, just trying to figure out exactly how much insulate that's what i'm doing when we get off is i'm going in there with tape and measuring out one of the the lengths of the door you know the walls and doing some math and then hitting up home depot with ben my housemate picking up some uh, t111 siding for the tops because the peak of the roof has not been boxed in yet we got ben and i got the the ceiling of the shed in so it can receive the insulation that's how the pinky smash happened but yeah so just getting materials together and um yeah but uh how about you what's going on in your world well i just one more question yeah because i'm curious are you using a, a tin foil or a bubble wrap behind 
the interior or are you just going right on the vapor barrier no the t the the, the 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 i went with just the film that's like a paper backed um foil aluminum that's uh oh there is aluminum foil up yeah i just bought it yet today on uh amazon so you can get rolls of it i think it's 255 square feet which will do a six by eight sauna for sauna for uh i think it's like 50 dollars or something so oh, okay good. hopefully it's decent good but well over here it's been uh hectic again mm. still eating away at my uh holidays that they're making me use right and uh yeah just carving and making videos using my my holidays up making videos for the youtube yeah but uh, i was gonna say uh we had a, some excitement on the weekend our hydro went out for three or four hours hydro our electricity sorry oh yeah we always refer to electricity as hydro hydro really? poles yeah i i did a, i made a video one time carving a hydro pole and everyone's like what's a hydro pole <laughs> oh, sorry uh utility pole but uh, yeah we always uh our, our hydro company or our electric our electricity company is uh ontario hydro we call them the electric company yeah well we have ontario hydro so that's a hydro huh. i always say hydro huh. anyway uh our electricity went out and yeah. uh i love it i love it so much really we all the can yeah we get all the candles and lanterns out and uh, we have the wood stove just cranked up so it's nice and warm and uh, have a great time. Everyone sat around reading by candlelight <laughs> and right. so that's always fun. But uh, as far as the video, last week I put out a video carving a very simple, simple Santa just with a knife, a real beginner friendly uh, tutorial for a little Santa design that you can hang in your tree or I put a magnet on the back of mine. That's Just cute. Stick it, stick it on my. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot. But, uh, very simple, very beginner friendly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, today I'm uh, working on another video, which probably I would imagine if this comes out on Friday, that the video should come out the same day. So mm -hmm. I can talk about it now. And it's a uh, an elf making a Christmas elf out of cottonwood bark. Another silent uh, carving video. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm prepared. The comments of uh, <laughs> no that talking. Yeah, Why don't you good. talk? <laughs> but uh, says no one about me ever. Actually, I got a comment saying the opposite recently. Lady, lady said, "You talk too much." And I went in to her page to see what she was all about, what her videos are. She doesn't make any videos, but I saw somehow I didn't realize. I accidentally found out how she comments on other people's videos. I'm not savvy enough to using YouTube to do it on my own, but I stumbled upon it. And sure enough, all she does is say, which she did with me too, is say a nice thing, like good video. I wish you would have done this. The second part is you, you stink yeah. at this. And every single comment, every single comment was a nice video where you really need to make the video shorter. And then the second comment was, you know, you did a good job, but maybe fix your camera shake. You did a good job, but you know, yeah, and mine yeah. was he talked too much so just made... before just before we came on i read a comment on my last video it's a, and I, i've been bowling it over my head i'm going what are they talking about they said uh, you got me into carving and you're responsible for me cutting two of my fingers off what that's what it says yeah 
you got me into carving and uh it's your fault i cut it off too much or something something along those lines dude that's like, too much like what is wrong with you he's well they're lying to start with i mean if you cut two fingers off you're not carving with a, a knife no it's just this is the internet and i'm getting so crusty now i sent you a whole bunch of uh, comments this week eh? but, uh, <laughs> all the things that i look like or yeah all the insults and stuff i'm like i don't know why we do this i know but you know there's always uh there's always the good ones out there so keep well, plugging away yeah that's true that's true i had a fun one Somebody messaged me today, and I thought this was going to be me getting in trouble, said, hey, my friend has been trying to get a hold of you about a commission, and you know, please please reach out to her. She needs it by Christmas. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I've been ignoring somebody. I didn't know that. And so I immediately called her, and she said, hey, uh, I've been you know, you know, waiting, you know, waiting with bated breath for this carving, and I'm hoping to get it by Christmas. So I'm like, oh, good. Okay, good. And uh, so she said, you know, I'm a huge fan. I have, you know, I have like five of your carvings in my hallway and all this nice stuff. And it just uh, yeah, it made me, it made me so happy. And she said, I'm going to, when we get off, I'm going to send a picture of the carvings I have in my wall. And then she sent me a picture and she said, they make me so happy. And, but, you know, I was just, yeah, that's uh, nice. that was so fun. I, I, but the problem is, I don't know that maybe you get this, but I have like this imposter syndrome where I'm like, she can't really think that those aren't that good you know what i mean like yeah, why yeah. She, like why is she saying that you're you're talking to the guy who doesn't want to sell his carvings yeah because somebody can pick them apart in my mind yeah but yeah like uh but you know what it's all on us it's our brains yeah it's not them because you know what the people like the stuff so but yeah. anyway yeah and uh one more thing i'll just keep on talking here about the comments was we had a comment and i don't know if you saw it or not but uh uh ads on their last video someone said that we had two ads every three minutes and that was too much <laughs> and i'm thinking there's no way in the world like why are you even talking two ads every three minutes so Whoever you are, uh, you said you probably wouldn't be watching anymore, so we're talking about you. But, uh, yeah, I, that's a lie. That's just a lie. But to be fair, or, or on our end, uh, it's YouTube. We just click a button. But uh, I watched it on YouTube, and I did not have two ads every three minutes. So yeah, I don't know what he was on. But anyway, we should be positive now. <laughs> just, just switch it up and get positive. Yeah. Get so crusty with the uh oh man YouTube comments, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But uh otherwise, well, yeah. I was just carving that uh that elf and uh had a really good time and uh I'm very very pleased with it. So it looks I great. like it. I, I like it when I'm uh when when something works out. So you can't show it off. I can, but uh you keep talking for a minute then oh it's mounted yeah get it so uh at this point doug is walking up to the fixture board unclamping his wood carving and walking towards the camera and he'll be back with us shortly
He's taking a long time to put his headphones on. He's very slow. <laughs> I saw you sitting there. You were, your lips weren't moving at all. You're just making everybody wait. Uh, sure. So we'll go with that. My, my elf man. And, that looks uh, so good. Yeah. I, I was in between if the, I said put the glasses or not. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I'm, so, I'm so glad we got to put the glasses that on. That totally made it. It made him look so, wise, like an old wise man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I can say that. I'm pleased with that. That's not okay. against a lot of say. <laughs> finally, I look, finally a decent carving. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I have, uh, Sophie's a whiz at the glasses. Yeah. I don't, I don't even try. I just say, uh, hey, you want to make some glasses? Yep. And she just goes, zip, zip, zip. Oh, nice. Yep. Hey, that's so. great. I wish I had a yeah. glasses maker. Well, <laughs> buy buy your uh, your future bride a craft room and fill it full of stuff to make glasses. And uh, there you go. There yeah. you go. So many glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. Hmm. So we were, one of go ahead. Yeah, one of the things I thought would be fun to talk about today was alternative mediums for carving as a topic. Uh, maybe we veer off of this, who knows, but, and uh, I haven't even run it by you yet. So, you know, if this is totally boring, so be it. But I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, and I explained it to the Food Network lady, that if you carve in one medium, you have the concepts down, it transfers over to many other carving medium subtractive carving mediums well yeah that's a great a great intro because we just talked about uh pumpkins and sweet potatoes have you ever seen the uh the uh chef uh like the carrot carvers and the radish carvers and oh, all the, fl yeah. the flower makers and the, the oh fruit yeah car they're yeah. amazing they're yeah. amazing now that stuff is cool and they do it with such speed because they just got to pump them out right but uh that's cool but uh one thing that i i dabbled with once was uh soapstone did you really yeah i got uh i just made like a little easter island head i think no i did way. this live on a, on a live stream that's really cool him, uh, and uh it was fun was it? it was really fun and i actually i use uh old knife and files and that was i didn't have any special tools at all and uh yeah, I really liked it. I'm amazed how uh, how it polishes up to. I had never touched it before until right on that live stream. I kind of learned as I went, and yeah, it was fun. Where did you get it? The soapstone from? I bought a uh, a brick of it at Lee Valley, just on a whim, and I probably had it on the shelf for a couple of years before yeah. that, and then just decided to give her a crack. It's fairly soft too. Who did you give crack? Give it a crack. Oh, I'm sorry. Give it a try. I see. Give it a, give it a try. Yes. Okay. I see. Have you carved stone before? I think you have. Yes. Um, I've carved uh, alabaster. I have soapstone at home. At my at home. At my parents. My old my old shop. But uh, no, I've not carved it. But yeah, the alabaster um, from in Michigan is well. It's very prevalent up north. So I went up there. Good. 
you define know, alabaster for me. I'm not it's sure. It's a gy- gypsum. It's uh, oh, it's it's yeah. yeah. It's it's just gypsum stone, and in Michigan, at least. Well, so there's the gypsum stone, uh, alabaster. And then there's the quartz. I think it's uh, calcite alabaster, which is the the better stuff for carving. It's I think it's a little harder, but nonetheless, in Michigan, we have these uh, quarries for gypsum. Gypsum. I mean, we're, we're probably the number one supplier of gypsum to the world. And so because we're on a big uh, glacial till pile, right? So the, you know, the giant icebergs that, who, which, whose noses, you know, scrape the layers of soil and, and rock and pulverized to turn it into a powder stopped right in Michigan. And so we have all this, you know, fine, you know, sand and, uh, and this uh, gypsum uh, alabaster. And so, you know, under the instruction of a artist that I met at an art show, he said to go up to Alabaster, Michigan, you know, off of some, you know, 23 and then, you know, look for an old effed up mill and then a broken fence. And then on your left-hand side, you're going to see, and, you know, I just had like a brown piece of scrap paper. It was written on and my brother and I went up there with no other uh, direction and uh, just laughed our way up there because it was, you know, looking at this paper, which, you know, I transcribed exactly what he said and it was full of cursed yeah. words and, uh, and it was really not very descriptive. So we, we said, well, we stopped for breakfast on the way up. We were, you know, about four hours North and he said, well, probably, what do you think? How with the odds that we get alabaster? Said, well, probably 30%. So we, we ended up, uh, not being able to find the mill or the fence. And so we turned around, headed back home. And on the way back home, I saw this giant hill and it was gleaming white sort of mound. It looked like sand, but I was like, hold on, Kenny, let's pull over and look at this. So pull over, we start to walk out toward this hill. I look at the ground at my feet as I'm walking in this clear blue translucent stone with grass growing out of it makes up the, the floor that we're walking on. And we both start just absolutely cracking up because i mean we've not even googled alabaster we don't know what alabaster looks like we've never seen yeah. alabaster so we're just like if this is an alabaster i don't know what is yeah. and so of course we ended up harvesting these beautiful stones you know the blue white pink purple stones and just loaded them up from this abandoned gypsum quarry and in the back of my honda element and we just laughed our butts home and uh, uh, just absolutely could not believe that we found alabaster. <laughs> and so, you know, sure enough, I, I, I carve it as soon as I get home and it's soft and you can use burrs and Dremel attachments and knives and scrapers and things like you say with the soapstone, because it's pretty soft. It's not quite as soft as soapstone, but it's pretty soft. And uh, I made a, a nice little face and uh, man, that was fun. And so I thought, oh, I'm a soap, I'm a car, I'm a, I'm a, a stone carver now. That's right. So I did like, you know, I did a, a, an art show where I probably had just as many stone carvings as, as wood carvings. And then I, every year for about four years, I did a, at least a few stone carvings. And, uh, but you know, what I found was I couldn't really get a lot more value out of a stone carving than a wood carving. And uh, I guess in my mind, I thought, you know, people will see the stone and they'll go, that's, that's impressive. That's worth twice as much, but Look Not at always. this great carving these faces. Eh? Right. Well, it's probably my hair. Yeah, it's probably closer to my uh, ancestry. <laughs> but uh, do you seal them? I yeah, I have it up in the up in the box right 
in the out of view in the camera, but yeah, it's a uh, uh, out of view of the camera. But it's this uh, it's a tile tile finish that was recommended to me. That's uh, used to seal coat floors and marble and uh, okay. stone, stone floors, not tile. And uh, yeah. so it's made in Germany. But yeah, you can do that. Or I found that the mineral oil is just as nice of a finish. Well, how how soft is it? Like if you hit it, would you? So would you be digging it or granite, I believe is a more hardness of eight or nine. Um, marble, I believe is seven. Uh, soapstone, I think is one or two. And then alabaster, if I'm not mistaken, is like three or four. So it's right in between like a uh, soapstone and granite or marble. Okay. So it's strong enough. It's decently strong and it yeah. varies from piece to piece. The Western stuff that I've carved, the really good stuff that you pay extra, you know, you pay good money for is awesome to carve. It's super soft and even the stuff from, from uh, these quarries is harder and less consistent, but. Uh, any uh, issues with chipping? Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Like, well, it does, it, it, yeah. it, you take, take, it's still, it's still uh obviously there's no grain but there's pieces in it right yeah is it compressed pieces or well it depends on the piece of course right because it's found and uh some pieces are really you know solid they're one piece but then others they're almost laminated and so you have to kind of like you know some you can kind of soak them with glue in certain areas you know before you get in there with a burr that's what i was doing is using a lot of super glue to seal you know brittle parts but yeah, the worst thing is, is when you're carving a piece of alabaster and then, you know, you've got a half a day into it, it just splits in half and then you go in, <laughs> take a nap, you know, yeah. let's call it a day. I did that a few times. You know, I did today, you mentioned super glue. Mm-hmm. I, gra- I grabbed a knife. I, I just grabbed the knife the wrong way and mm-hmm. I and I cut my, cut my finger Ouch. and I went, I just put my thumb on it right away. And you know how we both bought the accelerator for the super glue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fantastic. I put super glue right across the cut oh and sprayed gosh. it immediately. You did not. And uh, I did so. And oh, it no. It's perfect. You... <laughs> That's hilarious. Dr. I Doug, I don't we don't recommend I that. You don't want this stuff getting in your bloodstream. <laughs> well, regardless, it uh, <laughs> it's going to be healed up. And I don't think I got two drops of blood in a fairly deep cut. Hey, so that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Yeah, especially when you're filming, right? You don't want, you don't want to all of a sudden he has a band aid. Where's yeah, the right. band aid? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's true. What what other uh, what other types of materials are out there for carving? Yeah, for carving. <clears throat> well, there's the option which is, you know, can be carved but can be added to. Is there's clay, and I don't know if you've played with clay. I've always kind of had an aversion to it, just because wood is so much more interesting to me. Um, but clay is a great medium for instruction and for, for really for, you know, helping you to flesh out the shapes before you get into the wood, the more permanent wood. So I kind of treat it like a, a like a, any, like any wood, I kind of carve it away. I start with a block and I kind of use the cutting tools, the Kemper tools uh, for cutting away big chunks. And so there's clay um and so I, I encourage you know people who are interested in carving to play with clay because it gives you a, a way of you know going back and saving money you know on wood because you can just put it back on if it doesn't work out um 
Yeah, I always wanted to uh, to try it, but then, but not enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just I didn't want to do it enough. But uh, I watched. Uh, well, you put me on to that one artist who uh, makes amazing uh, statues and stuff, and and you said you carve away, but the beauty of clay is you can add. Right. You know, you can add the chin or add the ears. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to carve them. You just build them up on the on the clay themselves. Mm-hmm. But I wish I could remember the guy's name that you put me on because he's like Patrick. Not uh, Patrick Burke. No, he was an older fella, but a cool old guy. Uh, makes big things, and they they usually bronze everything. Oh, you're not talking he's, about Brian Booth. Uh, I don't know. Does he do the full figure, human figures? No, no, he does like real cool, like he'll do horses and everything. Oh. Like big, big ones. Yeah, I wonder what yeah. that. Yeah, I think the guy's in his 60s, but full sleeve tattoos, real, real good guy. He does a lot of, uh, did a lot of uh, live, live things on Instagram and stuff. Huh. Oh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Um, uh, Winterburn, Stephen Winterburn. Yep, that's him. That's him. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. I love watching him. He's got it down to a science like Instagram. Like I followed him when he first started his Instagram and I couldn't believe he had, you know, like 10 followers, but I thought maybe there's something wrong with the algorithm. But then, you know, a few weeks later, he's like, you know, 20 or 30,000. So he, you know, he's a legendary sculptor guy who just got privy to Instagram is what happened. But he does these videos, these stories where he's just drinking coffee in the studio. And that's fun. Yeah, he's a he's a real likable guy. So. Yeah, he is. So no, he's fun to watch. He he uh, does uh, oil based plasticine clay, uh, which is non hardening, and that's what I use as well. That's it's expensive to see the amount of clay that he goes through. It's like, yes. Oh my gosh, it's got to be tens of thousands of dollars of clay. Yeah. Then he casts in bronze, and he even did a. Did you see that falcon he did? He casted that in silver. In silver. Yes. Wow. sterling silver it looked incredible yeah i mean that's a uh, yeah he's definitely uh, out of out of my league well yeah and, and mine too he's, so he's amazing but the uh, other okay, mediums so you carved play. in a golf ball yeah i have a golf i have one right here that's something i've never done i have a golf ball carving that's awesome <laughs> so silly that's cute and uh yeah it's actually kind of fun is it yeah it's a i i just did it for a for a video i did it i don't know i got a few around here but uh yeah it was fun the funnest part as in anything is the opening of the ball to see what color you get Hmm. because there's a whole rainbow of colors inside these balls like from blue purple gray white this one's orange you know and uh but when i was a kid uh golf balls were made up like just elastic bands like that's what i've heard yeah and uh i i had no idea about this till a couple years ago and i saw someone doing it so i had to give it a try yeah yeah golf balls are fun i've never tried it uh boy this guy everyone's just screaming in there at their speaker going yeah what about what about uh watermelon <laughs> uh people carve squashes you know they carve uh all sorts of uh plants 
you know, vegetables. There's a lot of veggie carvers out there. Um, the coarse bark, which really isn't wood. And that's what, that's what we're doing. We're carving in, in the, the cottonwood bark. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. Totally unrelated, but uh, you ever see him make a cork before? Sorry, making cork. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen corks being made before? No. I, I may be totally wrong, but it looks like they're taking uh, sheets of the bark cork, and they're just plugging it. That's what corks are. Really? So yeah, so we carve bark, but that looks to me like the the bark is cork, hmm. and they're just feeding it through these machines, punching out the corks. And, and there's just uh, a cutter head that's taped. That's kind of like. Hmm. but but the point is that's that's bark right as well right cork cork is bark the tree bark so yeah so yeah cool. it is neat i can't think of an, <laughs> oh, as soon as we're done here we're gonna rhyme off a bunch more but uh, i can't think of it oh soap of course oh right that's what that's right. what got it all going for that's, me yeah 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 the soap curving yeah have you ever done seen, anything in soap? Uh, no, just to get the kids going, really. Right. But I never, personally, I never, yeah. what do you do with it? Well, that's Watch the thing soap. about ephemeral mediums like pumpkins and soap. You know, I mean, I guess soap is better than a pumpkin in that you don't have to use it and it'll stay around for a while before it dries out. But yeah, it feels like it's, a waste of time. Yeah. And who wants to hang on to it? My wife makes soap. And uh, she gives, she wraps it, like shrink wraps the soap and puts a label on it. And you can go back to whoever she gave it to two years later and they're scared to use it. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just use it, right. use it. So, well, that's my special I, soap. I just, I'm saving for a special I'm, occasion. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. But uh, yeah, I should, uh, I should carve some of that stuff. But, That'd be fun for a video, yeah. a beginner project in soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got one. Yeah. Uh, uh, I made apple heads one year. Really? You ever do apple heads, shrunken apple heads? Never once. Oh, yeah. I've heard and about you, this. Yeah, I car- I don't have them. They're all with the uh, Sophie packs and way with the Halloween stuff. But uh, yeah, you carve a face in an apple mm. and then you just put it. I You can put them in the oven. You can just slow. You can just hang them to dry naturally and they just shrink up and everything. Like I've got these old grannies. Their faces are like prunes and you can put little beads in the eyes and they'll kind of shrink over top of the beads. And I put like cotton hair, cotton ball hair and stuff. And they look, they look really cool. Real fun project. Look up apple heads. shrunken apple heads. Yeah. Well, that's all I've can, I can think of uh, as far as carving mediums. I've, I think I've heard of people. Am I, am I mistaken in that? There are other types of like ball, like uh, is it baseballs? Or people have car. I think maybe there was a a rubber core baseball or something that people are carving in. Or I, maybe I'm mistaken. But well, I I wouldn't know anything about. I it, feel no. like I feel like they're all the, these wood carving communities have found all kinds of weird things to carve on that aren't wood. But to me, the whole point is wood, and I, I, I mean, I, you know, yeah. there's nothing cooler than carving wood. To me, no, uh, it's still it's still wood. But uh, I have collected over the years, I have a box of the old uh, thread spools that I have intention of carving the, the wooden spools. 
the old thread spools at sewing machine. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a Dale, Dale, uh, I think his name Fitz Fitzpatrick. Okay. And uh, he, he does them a lot and they look fantastic. Carver Dale. And uh, yeah, I always wanted to do it. So every time I was at a, a an auction or a secondhand store, if I, every time I saw a little baggie of uh, wind spools, I'd buy them. I probably have 50 of them. I haven't carved one yet, but uh, someday. There you go. All right. It's that time of the day. It is that time of day. As he's reaching over, he's got it. He's got it in his hands. Do -do -do -do. <laughs> that E strings out. Added to it. Mail bag. <laughs> I think somehow it's progressively getting more and more out of sync. All right. So we've got a comment from well, you're, you're also playing the song, a different song every week, to be fair. Am I? You do yeah, you said you started with a real short little uh little one and now you just added a little bit. That's that's like the end of uh it just keeps podcast. getting just keeps getting longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, hey, Darius and Alva, long-time listener, <laughs> first-time caller. Well, messaging. Just wanted to pop on real quick and ask a question. Where do you find inspiration for the creativity you have in your carvings? And how do you keep your love of carving fresh and new on each piece? Keep up the fun banter. And you two remind me of little guys in the balcony from the Muppet show. <laughs> They're my favorite. Those Muppet guys are my favorite guys. Yes, Alec, Doug may have to explain to you what they are. And I can't believe you couldn't remember Oscar the Grouch. Right? Oh, that's, a, that's right? from the last episode. That was, uh, I was listening to that after going, yeah, I can't, I still can't believe that either. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Garbage? Well, Sesame Street? Uh, Cookie Monster, he said. Well, you know, there, he, he's not the only thing in that garbage. My brain is in there, too, apparently. <laughs> Just messing with you guys. Love the podcast and the individual work you two do. Keep inspiring and laughing. Sent through R2-D2. <laughs> All right. That's interesting. That's, Thank you, that's, Dave. That's uh, Dave Levy. Dave. Thank you, Dave. It's not Levy. It's Levy. Levy. <laughs> Oh, levee. Or maybe maybe it is. Yeah. Anyway, right. it's just so right. much fun to make a mistake on his name anyway. So yeah, but well, now we're even. D and A. That's new. Um, really been enjoying the show. Listened to the most current just, episodes. Are you just gonna rattle them all off or are you gonna answer the question that he asked in the first? Oh, one? wait, did he ask a question? Just how do you uh, <laughs> 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 I forgot. I think because I've heard this question before, yeah. I wrote it off and I immediately moved on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we could answer it again, though. Well, uh, go, go ahead. You go ahead. I'll try to come up with a new answer. How about that? Yeah. Uh, well, for me, maintaining inspiration, uh, it helps by doing things that I'm not comfortable with. I try to throw myself off a little bit, like get off balance. So that's pumpkin carving for me. I'm really uncomfortable with it. It's uh, the same general ballpark of activities, right? Subtractive carving sort of thing, making faces, not that different, but it's a new medium. So trying new projects, that helps. Yep, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I like, uh, I'll carve basswood for a while. And then luckily now I found bark and I jump over to bark and the basswood becomes new again when I go back to basswood and, you know, 
just keep mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah. So lo- love of carving comes from uh, doing a lot of other things. And uh, for me too, I listen to uh, the great um, Joni Mitchell. She talks about how, you know, painting is a huge respite for her or respite for her or whatever the right word is for that. But uh, take a break from singing and do something else. And she does painting. Uh, so take a break from carving, uh, do something else, something creative that feeds you. For me, that's uh, playing the guitar, even though I'm talking out of my butt because I haven't played the guitar in a few weeks, except for these intros. Uh, but so I need to get back to it. Actually, I'm reminding myself the the pinky didn't help. But thanks, Dave. Good question. Uh, Johnny and Layton. Uh, no, no, Johnny Layton is, is his name. <laughs> Layton seems like a cool first name, too, though. Um, really been enjoying the show, listen to the most current episodes, and I'm already going through the backlog from the beginning on ones I haven't heard. Still new to carving, but having fun so far. Keep going on the show, loving it. So not a question, but uh, thanks, Johnny. Appreciate it. Kel J uh, says, oh, wait, this one I could. Did you read this one, Doug? I, I'm not familiar with any of All right, really. so it says must see for Doug the Pyro. You didn't read it. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't. Okay. No. Well, uh, this says save it. I'll uh, I'll go check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna save it because I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> sorry, Kel. Uh, I think it's just somebody suggesting something for you to check out, but it might also be spam. Uh, John Goodrich, I like your podcast on YouTube, but don't seem to be able to find it on Amazon or Pandora. I've got a few years on Don and. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he used it in the sentence, but not in the, yeah. yeah. And more than a few on Alex, uh, where are the podcasts? Will YouTube allow a link? Yes. Well, that is a good question, John. And one that I don't know why I don't know the answer to. I don't know why we're not on Pandora, but where are we? Say where we are. Well, Spotify, Apple. Yep. Apple podcasts. Yep. And basically everything, everything that's not Pandora, everything that's not uh, um, Amazon. The other one he mentioned, yeah, Amazon. So, but we're on we're on all the platforms. Well, at least uh, six of the major platforms, right? So that's yeah, like you said, Spotify, uh, Anchor, Google, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, all those. So the list goes on. Or no, it just try something else other than those two. Yeah, <laughs> really, anything else will probably have it. So, yeah. uh, yep, 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 yep. So, uh, back to it. You ever have just too many apps open, too many different uh, uh, one tabs, thing, rather? One thing that uh, people forget about, too, is that uh, I think I forget what the, the membership to YouTube is, but oh. uh, if you pay the, uh, I don't even know what they call it, the premium YouTube. It is. It's YouTube Premium. YouTube Premium. Well, I think so. You can you can actually uh, play play the podcast also without. Yeah. That's right. Uh, without the, the app being on, and you can you can say you can download them, right. and you don't get any ads. So. So, Josh Lewis says greetings from Nib. Nebraska. Is there any comment or statement you have heard that drives you nuts? And I assume he's talking about wood carving here because he goes on to say, example, 
the one comment that drives him absolutely nuts is a real carver doesn't use sandpaper or a real carver doesn't use a glove. A real carver doesn't use anything but a healthy knife. Uh, are these people gatekeepers? Some poor kid is going to hear this and think they're not a real carver because all they have is a scrap piece of two by four and an old pocket knife. My blood pressure is rising. I need a coffee to calm my nerves. Anyway, uh, is Doug going to get himself a vehicle that's cooler than Alex Comanche, like an El Camino or an AMC or a Bricklin? These are all, I like, I like that these are all vehicles from the eighties. So he's, he's teasing yeah. me for, ha- for having an old vehicle here. Uh, he says, keep caffeinated. The AMC does not interest me at all. <laughs> the Bricklin's pretty cool, though. You have to admit, <clears throat> those are sweet. Uh, what was the question? Oh, oh. phrases that drive you nuts. Uh, the only one, and in fact, we, I think I just talked to you about this the other day about, uh, or I talked to. Oh, that's what else I did on the weekend. I went and saw my buddy at uh, Chipping Away. Did you? I saw went and saw Cindy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, anyway, we're talking about sharpening systems and stuff. And I was telling her, excuse me. Oh, I was telling her that uh, I use their stropping system. And somebody, a, a, a carver was, was saying in front of a whole group of people saying that uh, if your knives and tools have not seen a stone, you haven't been carving. And I'm like, my knives have never seen a stone. <laughs> I only strop everything. I was. In, so. I thought I was in trouble there for a minute. Why did you say that? No, because I don't have a stone in my shop. Right. You don't know what you're doing. Just... So that drives me crazy. <laughs> Someone just makes a statement like that. Right. That uh, you have to put your knives and tools to the stone. Right. Keep them sharp. Stay on top Keep of maintenance. In fact, Saturday, Saturday yeah. at uh, five o'clock. I had just finished carving something. I had all that my tools out scattered all off the magnets on the shelves. And I said, I'm going to stop and I'm going to do every single tool in this room. And I spent an hour just stropping every single tool, keeping them maintained and uh, yeah, keep them sharp. And uh, you won't need to put them on a stone. No, no, it's not a bad idea. Yep. Just hitting the strap all the time. Probably more the better, as long as you're not rounding that that bevel over. If you want me to uh, blabber on a little bit, since I forgot about the uh, chipping away, I had uh, I filled in two holes that I had in my 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 tool game, and I got a uh, a number nine, like a little little quarter inch nine with a bit of a fishtail, and I got a, a medium sized number eleven. So now I have it all perfect. So I don't have to come. So what I was doing before is. The bark carving station now is self-sufficient. I don't have to come over here and, and rob my little tools. So now these are purely my basswood tools, and the uh, the bass or the uh, the bark are all full-size tools, and uh, I should I should need nothing else. So, yeah, it's not a bad it's not a bad thought. I, uh, I'm constantly trading carving tools back and forth from one bench to the other. So having a set for the separate benches, uh, that's enviable. I should do something like that one day. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really pleased. In fact, I went through and again, we talked about last week, I, I touched up, I bought new tools, had to add more paint. So I cleaned up all the, all the, the colors on the ends for my old eyes that I can 
Number nine is still uh, number nine, orange. Just grab the orange one. Just grab the orange one. Yeah, just, <laughs> just get a just head. get a pair of glasses. Uh, Brian from uh, well, he doesn't say where he's from. <laughs> he says, uh, "Hey guys, no clever names to mention. I do it. Wait, wait, wait. Did someone else do this recently, or have I read this one already? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. We we did this last week, didn't we? Mm. I thought I cleaned out the mailbox last week. This should be yeah, all new. I think this is new. I've always liked watching Doug's carving videos as well as his camping videos. Through the podcast, it's inspired me to read Thoreau's book, Walden. It's rare for me to find a book I enjoy, so I thought I'd mention another one that you might find interesting called Stranger in the Woods, The Extraordinary Story of the Last True Hermit by Michael Finkel, based on a true story. I'm That's sure it would make for some interesting podcast material as well. I really enjoy listening to the show. Take care, Brian. And that was That's not good. a repeat. That does sound interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the topic is, uh, it's uh, pertinent. It's uh, one to check out. Tom says, hello again from Winnipeg. And thanks for the honorable mention last show. Alec read my previous email. And yes, I did wonder if I was watching a previous show. Oh, this is when we went back and uh, when I went back and read the wrong email, like I thought I was doing on the last one. Uh, Thanks for a great show. Keep it coming. Uh, I was wondering if Doug might have a solution to the problem I'm having with grain. When carving into a depression, say a, a foot bent at the ankle, the grain changes are difficult and I can't seem to carve the area cleanly. There always seem to be an area where the grain is lifted. Uh, I'm guessing I'm carving too much cottonwood. Thanks again for continuing to share your time. Be well, Tom. I, I don't know if I fully understand that that question, but well, I could answer it. I think I know what he's talking about. Oh, I know what he's talking about, but I'm saying is if it's if he's only using a knife, is different than if he's using like a, a gouge will will fix that problem quickly. Right, but, uh, it changes the angle. But to be fair, if he's if he goes the opposite direction with a knife, that'll help too. Because what, what a lot of people are finding is difficult is when you start carving or you don't carve with a ton of frequency is you run into issues or figuring out, remembering where the grain is and how it moves. But the best thing to remember is that grain is like a bundle of straws. And when you carve downhill into a bundle of straws and you reach end grain, you actually separate the straws and you lose control of the wood. So if you go uphill, towards the uh, grain bundle stack uh, away from the end of the wood you're less likely to bust it i understand but if i'm flat plane carving mm -hmm. it shouldn't it's never really an issue it is if you're carving up but you just yeah. go for like i said go the opposite side yeah go yeah. the opposite way but right. he's saying getting in a corner right it should just be straight in you can right. go across the grain and then yeah. with the grain and yep. join it meet up in the middle right but on the same hand you could take a gouge if you're trying to get that inside corner or a v tool yeah. and run it through that way so or a vayner uh, maybe, yeah. may, maybe we're misunderstanding the uh, question right but uh yeah every time uh if you're just if you're just slicing and the grain is uh pulling just just go the other way and it's clean as a whistle but otherwise uh getting in those little tight corners i always like i said if it's flat plane I just cut both ways 
and meet in the middle or use a gouge across yeah. ways. This is horrible again for the audio, but it just shows visually. So if you're if you're struggling with this problem, if you're not, then don't worry about the YouTube video. But if you are, then check out the YouTube video for episode 14. But uh, just kind of shows you you this is what you want. You want to go uphill. These are the bundles of grains. Um, you don't want to go downhill because then you're going to have issues. This is going to splinter off. Uh, so, uh, speaking of grain again. I showed a easy, easy, quick method on my last uh, simple Santa video about splitting the uh, the wood in half. Oh, that was cool! I love that part. Yeah, you, you love that part. Just I, in, I love that yeah. part too. But one fellow said I he disagreed with me, and he said that it made for terrible uh, facial features that they were just going to fall off and break off. What? Because the grain is this way, right? So he likes to put his grain the other way, like directly into the face and i'm like i that's a maybe. horrible idea no well whatever i'm just saying so anyway he also went on to tell me that uh he's not saying he's a better carver than me but <laughs> so, but anyway i'll leave that alone but i i i thought that was a nice easy way for someone to make a, a triangle piece of wood just figure out which way the grain is going and, and go with it split it across so excellent idea yeah, yeah. don't yeah. don't the haters are wrong it's uh i love the idea of bypassing the bandsaw and having to make a little jig and just taking a, an axe or a and i like that you said you know whatever you have you know that's big and sharp at the end that you can whack the top of it and knock it through the wood just to cut the the square piece in half do you know what i did do and i can't show on video because i again the barrage of comments i'll get but I uh, I made more than one of these, and I I rough cut most of this Santa Claus with my stock knife, and it was so much fun. Did you really? Yeah, just holding it up and and just chopping it all the shape. It was so much fun. But I thought if I put that on video, it's gonna, just gonna lose it and say, "Oh yeah, sure, we're gonna have a stock knife now." Yeah, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I should just take a break. <laughs> oh yeah why, why don't you come over. over just just stop reading the comments i'm like well i, I stop reading the comments and then then you read the comments like doug never answers the comments yeah yeah I'm like uh, you know you can't win but uh, you know sometimes when you just attack like non-stop it's like why why bother right but anyway yeah you, you just got to come over and we'll work on a big uh, pumpkin <laughs> Well, you know what? I think I will come over in a week or two. Yeah. Because uh, I believe they dropped the uh, the COVID testing as really? of this weekend coming. Wow. But I'm sending my wife away to Montreal for a bit. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I thought I was going to call you up and say, hey, this weekend, I'm going to pop over for a few hours. Yeah. But then uh, I have uh, I have Willow for the weekend. Oh. Because mama's gone. So maybe the next weekend. There you go. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I should be here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I will be here. So um so we, we've left everybody out, but uh you guys can come too. Everyone can come. Uh it's a yeah. small workshop, but we could probably fit at least a thousand of you in here. So well, you know what? Maybe we should just make a video. How about that? We'll bring them along. Oh, we'll do this. that and we'll just show up. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll do it. Cool. Is that the uh end of the mailbag? That is. What you've been right. listening to, what you've been reading, what you've been up to, what you're looking at, learning about.
Well, I, uh, you know, last week I went on a little tangent on uh, the cubic mini stove. Just, oh, yeah. And I don't, and I don't know why. <laughs> Just because yeah. I love that minimalism. Well, this week is not much farther off. And you'll, you know, you may have sensed the tone during this podcast of my uh, relationship with the internet for the last few months. <laughs> and I've deleted the apps off my phone totally so that I don't have to, uh, I don't look at YouTube. I don't look at Instagram or nothing on my phone anymore. I wait, I sit down, I purposely open up my, my iPad at home, sit down, go through it because there's not a lot of enjoyment left on the like the social media for me. It's always work or insults. So I said enough. But that said, I was researching uh, uh, flip phones. I was gonna I was gonna go back and just get a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I came across this thing, and from there I watched uh, again dozens of videos on. It's called the Light Phone. Yes. Yeah. Do you know about this? Oh yeah. I've looked so at it's basic, them. It's basically a, uh, a minimalist phone. The screen is is similar to like my my uh, Kobo reader, my e-reader. Yep. The screen and uh, basically it, it's a it's a phone. It does have podcasts now, so you can you can listen to podcasts, navigation, but no no apps for any social media or internet it's a it's fantastic yeah i tried it i tried it too with the just the flip phone i actually reactivated my old my first ever phone flip phone yeah yeah it lasted for about two weeks and what i found was i ended up spending more time trying to text message people with that keyboard where you have to the abc keyboard you know you have to mm-hmm. yeah you know hit the number of keys multiple times to get the letter you want I ended up spending about eight and a half hours on my phone anyway, just trying to text people. Hey, I will be at Trader Joe's at 8 p.m. It's like an hour later. Well, anybody who knows me knows that if I text you twice, if you text me a third time, the phone's going to be ringing on your end. Yeah. I'm, I talk. I don't text. I'm right. not having a multiple. Uh, if I text, it's usually you get a K. <laughs> or, or, right. right? Oh, so. yeah. I'm with you. But anyway, that, like that, that, that light phone is, uh, it's really cool. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted to, uh, to buy it. But what I realized immediately was that uh, it's not the time to do that because I'm still taking a picture mm-hmm. of my, my beard every, every day until oh, right. January 1st. The end of the year. And, and it's all on my phone. So I thought I better, uh, I'll, I'll continue with that. But uh, yeah, I think I might give it a go. I would love, I would app just for the podcast too. I'd love to keep everyone abreast of that. And personally, I would love to know if that works out for you. Yeah. Well, like I said, basically my phone now is just a phone. Yeah. I took off all the, uh, all the uh, social medias, but That's a good n- n- not because like a lot of people are totally addicted and I'm not one to, to sit down in the dentist's office and pull my phone out. Like, mm-hmm. I'll talk to people or I'll read a magazine. Even I, I never did like, uh, and I, same thing. I wouldn't answer a text or a phone call if we're talking mm-hmm. like a lot of people are just so addicted to their phones and yeah. they can't walk from a to B without checking something. But uh, Hold like on I said, one second, I have to, uh... yeah, you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. 
mark this mark this moment take a picture <laughs> just kidding <laughs> so. yeah you're right now my a friend of mine said that he tried to get away from his phone for two weeks when he was in uh, florida on vacation and he only checked uh for uh, at meal time so three times a day and he could not believe how much of the time people around him were on their phones he didn't realize it before because he was on his phone but yep. people are just constantly yep. staring at their phones well at work quite often i'll uh i'll put my phone on on my desk and then just check it at uh, yeah. coffee break or lunchtime. so somebody asked for a comanche update um, and maybe I'm missing some emails because I think one of them said that at the very end. So that leads me to believe that there are more emails. Oh, there are. I'm seeing them now. Wait, no, there aren't. Tom, Winnipeg. We're good. We did it. Uh, but anyway, so as far as the Jeep update goes on my end, uh, there's been many phone calls to the Jeep dealership this week trying to figure out if I can tow with the truck. And what that looks like is, you know, calling people and them going, why did you call me? <laughs> the 87 Jeep? <laughs> what do you think we do? You keep track of everything, you know? So eventually I got this really nice guy over at the headquarters of Jeep who sat with me on the phone for 15 minutes, looking up, just Googling, like trying to find websites that have the information. And then uh, we, it led to nothing, couldn't find anything. And uh, <clears throat> he called me back 15 minutes later and said, uh, Mr. Lacasse? I said, yeah. He said, hey, um, so I did uh, find the records of your vehicle's options, and I'm going to send that to you now. It's difficult to read, so I'm going to transcribe it for you in the form of an email. I'm like, this, heck, this, can't, wow. be, this can't be real. So he sent me a list of all of the you know additional specs, and it was so confusing. Whoever... It was definitely a woman, and I'm sorry to say this. I, I'm, I think women are smarter than men, but it, it was definitely a woman who optioned this car out because it has a, uh, and I mean that because it doesn't make any sense, like the towing options. It has the upgraded trans, uh, uh, tr a trans cooler for the automatic for towing, but then it has the, it doesn't have the upgraded axle. It has the base model axle and the base model tow hitch. So it's, it's rigged for towing the, the, the max towing capacity as far as the mechanical stuff, aside from the, the rear axle, it's just not up for it. So that's it's like, why did they do that? But I don't know. So sorry. You pop a new axle in there pretty quick. Can you? I've never, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. In fact, you'll probably go to the junkyard and, and pick one up. Maybe that's what I'll do. So, but I mean, that's basically it as far as, you know what i've been looking at and learning about lately it's still it's still the stupid truck is sucked up every <laughs> every youtube search you probably could see doug if you went on the youtube history whenever i'm logged into our channel i'm just looking at websites and youtube videos about yeah about you know trucks trucks yeah. and <clears throat> lifts and the way people modify and i will say this the lift has grown on me a little bit oh as it should a little bit I yeah. still wouldn't do it. You but, don't have to go crazy. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I do appreciate it. And only when you get the wide tires that are kind of offset. They're like from just, the vehicle. You know what? Just get yourself eight hockey pucks. <laughs> <laughs> Two under each one. That's Canadian. A, a three, a three <laughs> inch lift. <laughs> Why don't you get a couple hockey pucks, eh? Put them up there. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
people used to people used to do that with the pucks. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, they are solid rubber. So, what do you do? You shove them up in the leaf springs or what? I I don't have, I have no idea. I just, I just know they do. Oh man. But I have decided, I don't know if I've said this before, but the nerd, the Jeep nerds, like two Jeep nerds in the world listening to this podcast will uh, appreciate this. The I found out that the color for the truck is kind of a rare color, the red with the black, you know, bucket seats. So my dreams of painting it a different color have been dashed. And I'm told that to preserve the value of the truck, I have to paint it Jeep Colorado red. And so I've kind of gotten sad looking at all the cool like beige and you know the people that paint the comanches the new jeep colors and all this fun stuff so it's, it's just gonna end up being red again so which is fine well i do appreciate all that you're going through with this cherokee because it makes me uh, question my motives in the future that maybe i shouldn't go down the road that i was planning <laughs> on with my 1981 wrangler yeah because I would end up, I couldn't, I, yeah, I don't have the patience. I would just rubber, rubber guard the whole truck. <laughs> just, just, just bed lighters, bed lighters, the whole thing. <laughs> just not even Done. paint it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's so, it gets to this, to a point of like, you start tallying up all the money and time you've put into it. And you, like I said before, you could have purchased, a really solid low miles, you know, 2000 and, you know, one or 2005 truck. That's really going to last you like some t- old t- Tacoma or something. I don't know, but here we are. Yep. Nope. So hipsters got a hip. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that concludes episode number 14. That's right. That's it. Thank you guys. So thanks for, uh, Thanks for uh, hanging out with us again this week. And uh, again, big thanks to anyone who uh, bought us a coffee this week. Always appreciate it. And a uh, few p- picked up some merch. Oh, yeah. Some, uh, a couple of T-shirts went out the door. So uh, thank you very much for that. And uh, we'll see so you all next week. Oh. That and if you see any uh, folks with uh, our T-shirts on, Tom, thank you for us. Take a picture. Yeah. Send us a picture. Coffeeandcarvingshow at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.